This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Shalom and welcome to Practical Spirituality here at Asia Torah in the old city of Jerusalem overlooking the Temple Mount. And please go online to YomTovMediaClub.com, YomTovMediaClub.com, and help us get the word out by joining the club. Relationships are, you know, the number one subject of every, you know, inquiry. People want to know about the relationships. And, you know, probably the best way for me to explain that is, I think we all know deep down, the following statement, that your life is only as good as your relationships. Think about that one. Your life is only as good as your relationships. True or not true? True. You You could succeed in all kinds of things, and if your relationships aren't great, so that's how good your life is. Or you could do lousy in all kinds of endeavors, but have amazing relationships. How's your life? Good. It's amazing. Amazing. Your life's only as good as your relationships. That's just fact of life. Um, you want to invite these people in over here? This, people don't realize it's a drop-in class sometimes. Tell them it's a drop-in class. Hi, ladies. It's a drop-in class. Two, oh, you know that. Two seats here. I wasn't sure who was out there. So what you um, can you just flip over that sitter, please? Just not to keep it upside down. So the the principle is your life is only as good as your relationships, right? And that's a really important thing to get because because once you realize that you can re reorganize yourself towards great relationships. But of course, great relationships mystify people in a major way. It's hard to have great relationships with people. And um, there's various reasons why. One of them I'm not going to go into right now, but we, we went into it a few months ago. It's called the misery comfort zone. And we all have this zone called the misery comfort zone. To define it, it's the amount of misery you're comfortable with. And anything that threatens to make you happier, you will sabotage. You got that? Should I say it again? Should I say it again for the rest of you? Misery comfort zone is the amount of misery that you're comfortable with. And anything that threatens to make you happier, you will sabotage. So we all have a misery comfort zone. And since relationships are great, relationships are what make our lives great. So we'll sabotage those relationships. And, and then people get mystified by relationships. Now, you don't have to look any further than the Kabbalah to teach you the secret to make sure your relationships are working properly. And the way we do that is just simply focusing on... Uh, this attribute, which is the theme of this week. Right now we're in a seven-week count called Sphirosa Omer, the counting of the Omer. And each week has a theme to it. And this week is the theme called Tiferes, or Tiferet, if you pronounce your tabs. Um, so it's called Tiferes. And Tiferes doesn't have a definition in, in English. There's no term for it in English. But, it, but it's... Um, so... Just let it be what it is. Everyone say the word Tiferes. Tiferes. Together. One, two, three. Tiferes. Okay. And it's really, one of the reasons why it doesn't really have a meaning is it's something you get. It's more of a functional term. Hi. Table for two? Uh, I think, um, yeah. Maybe maybe you'd consolidate and give this couple a table. Okay, yeah. Let's do it. 
Are you videoing? Yeah, I asked you. It's okay. Yeah, except we never video because then you can't post it. Okay. We only leave it on people's cell phones. And if something really crazy happens, we have to start again if you do that. You have to start again if you switch the angle. Yeah. Yeah, you'd never think in 2019 you have to tell people to video sideways. But you do. Here we go. And to this day, we still see news stories where, you know, like serious news stories. Like they could have sent that foot, they could have sold that footage for like half a million dollars, except Bozo didn't know not to film vertically. And so what do you get? The most important footage in the entire year, like the most important breaking story, was filmed on a smartphone vertically. And so the news, you know, they try to show it to you on the news and it's like, they have to blur out the sides, you know, and there's just like this chimney of visual. And that was the best they could do because of the vertical filming. But they, they really shouldn't, it should say on our cell phones when we get this mm -hmm. phone, like, do not video vertically. And, and what they should really do is ruin it for people who video vertically by having their phone, because it looks good when you reply it, when you replay it on your own smartphone, it looks fine. The only problem is if you try to post it. Yeah. Someone told me that Instagram, you can post vertically, videos vertically. I heard that. Is that true? Yeah. So that's now everyone's going to be totally confused. Because there you can do it vertically, but good luck sending it to anyone else. Anyone's computer. Okay, here we go. Um, just to catch you two up. No, you're good. It's a drop-in course. You, you dropped in better than anybody. So... Mm -hmm. It, what we were saying is your life's only as good as your relationships and nothing else matters until your relationships are really solid and then and then everything else you want to do in life go do it so what we spoke about is the key to relationships is the word Tiferis Tiferis has no definition and the reason why it has no definition is because it's more of a function word it, it actually is an active thing that you do and when you do it right Tiferis is what you get Okay, you got that? So it's a functionality thing. It's something you do. Tiferis is a verb. But it's also an adjective. So it's a verb, and if you do the actions right that Tiferis demands, Tiferis will be the adjective to describe your life. Clear? Now, here's how it works. To get to Tiferis, you have to focus on the recipient of the relationship which is whoever you're in a relationship with. Well, you're in a relationship with a lot of people. So you're going to have to be focusing on a stranger if you're just walking by, because it's not nice not to at least meet eyes with somebody who's a stranger. Or it might be someone behind a counter when you order a salad. There's going to be a lot of... They're the recipient. You may think you're the recipient because you're getting a salad, but while you're interacting with them, you're the recip their recipient of interaction, and they're your recipient of interaction. So to be into Ferris means to be very focused on the recipient. Now, when you focus on the recipient, you, what will happen is, oh good, we got, an, we got green. Let's see if this green works. I like using green for my arrows. Yes, it does work. And the recipient then goes up to here and tells how much limitation what's called limit or restraint. How much limit or restraint is going to be necessary for this to be a good interaction? Is that clear? So, 
So, like, for example, you were saying yesterday that in the southern states of U.S., a lot of restraints necessary for a man meeting a woman because it is improper for a man to stretch out his hand to a woman in the South. Rather, she can stretch out her hand to a man. We're talking about just regular people. A woman can stretch out her hand. I've seen, I've actually, it's funny, I'm not from the South, but I have been in social events where a guy is really kind of grabby for hands and he walks up to nice-looking women, you know, like women he'd really like to talk to at this event, and he just puts out his hand like, hi, I'm so-and-so, and the woman's just like, yee, like, that's a little too much, which is really strange. But the, uh, but I've, but the woman in the South is allowed, in southern states of the U.S., is allowed to put out her hand. So what are we finding out? That who needs more restraint, the man or the woman? Man. Man's going to need more restraint. The woman needs less restraint. But it may be a really good idea for her not to be signaling to him anything and therefore to also be using restraint until she finds out who in the world this guy is. Because what are you doing hand in your hand to someone who might be dangerous? For all you know, how do you know you can trust this guy? you got to really check out recipients. And then you know how much restraint. Is that clear so far what we're doing here? So this is like ABCs in relationships, but it literally will lubricate all your relationships, is to simply look at the recipient and see how much is necessary. Let's say, for example, the recipient of my relationship is my child. Now, should I be using limit and restraint? Limit and restraint? Well, not too much. I mean, uh, father is the, the father in parenting is the son, and the mother's also the son. And you don't want to create like a solar eclipse for your children. So you don't want to restrain too much. But what if your kid just tried to make cheese toast in the VHS toaster? Did I just call it a VHS toaster? What if your kid tried to make cheese toast in your VHS machine? VHS used to be these ways that we used to watch videos when we were kids. It was a big, giant tape. You, you probably never heard of a cassette tape. But it's like a cassette tape on steroids. You ever saw a VHS tape? <laughs> It was like 20 years ago, I think, they, maybe even more. Anyway, but it looks perfect for a little kid to make cheese toast, you know, inside the VHS movie player. But if he does it day after day, do you want to be having a relationship? When I say having a relationship with the recipient, what I'm really saying here is how much love do you want to be showing right now? How much active love do you want to be showing right now? Or how much you want to restrain that? Well, when the kids are behaving, you don't want to restrain it much at all. How about a spouse? Should a husband, should he limit his expression of love to his wife? Yes or no? What do you think, ladies? No, no. No. Should a woman ever restrain her love towards her husband? And then you see the double standard is every woman has her, she has her love on a volume knob with her husband. Not her real love, not the eternal love of like soulmates forever stuff. Not that side. I'm talking about how she, how she's interacting with the recipient, meaning how that love is coming to the recipient. For the, there's a there's a pretty heavy double standard here with men and women, with husbands and wives, and no no man should complain. We're, it's just built this way that men are not allowed to do what's normal. In relationship, this is what's normal, is you look at the recipient, 
you then judge how much limit or restraint you should put on the love, and then send, and then send it, send them that love, that amount of relationship. If it's a stranger, it's not going to be a ton. You know, it might be a nod or something, it might be a bow or something like that. You know, if the person's serving your meal at a restaurant, you know, there should be some level of of interaction going on here. Very little, but some. And so that's how you stay in Tiferes all the time. Now, the double standard here, which we don't have to focus on, I know people love talking about gender inequality and stuff, but it's super unequal when it comes to marriage, is that women are allowed to play with the love, uh, use love like a, like a biscuit, you know, a doggy biscuit, and whereas men aren't, <laughs> men are never allowed to do that, like ever. And if a man ever plays that game, oh, he will be sorry. And of course, he could like tell her like yesterday you just totally held love over my head over my head like a gun. And she's just like, I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, it's like total amnesia to, to that. Anyway, but if any men are listening to me today, your job is not to be angry about that. It's it's the way of the world. That's it. And, uh, and a smart man, a smart man who plays his cards right, is going to use that as feedback to how he interacts. It's feedback, and it's important feedback. And, and a smart man's not going to dig in, his, dig in his heels on this. He's going to use the way his wife sends love his way. He's going to use that as feedback to how he's doing. And so that's... So it's, it's fine. Women don't. Women can't use their husband's love as feedback, because we either are, you know, full, you know, no limit, no restraint whatsoever, or they're going to give it to us over the head. Question. Yeah. I thought gevura was restraint, and tiferet is the balance. So chesed is kindness and giving, and gevura is restraint and border. And I always thought Tiferet is finding that balance between giving too much and holding back too much. Isn't that what we just did? We just described how you do that mechanically, like what the actual mechanics are. So you got to read your recipient, which tells how much Gavor to use, so that love is going to last. And that's and then when you do that, the state you go into is called Tiferet. It almost makes a heart... You know, what if we make this arrow, what if we make this green arrow more heart-like? That might come out pretty nicely. I don't know. How'd that come out? It, it's just, uh, is it becoming more heart-like? Unless it's like a person. Uh-huh. Anyway, but that, that's the goal. Now, what's interesting about this is this is the balance of all of creation. Think about your, like, even your body right now. What's sustaining your body right now? And who's the recipient? So, and who's the causer? So, God is causing existence into existence. So, he's creating you right now. And there is limitation meaning you have an edge you're not you don't go on forever you know you're you have the end of your body and 
then it's air next to you. So that's going on. You're, you're, you have a constant kind of re, you're being rejuvenated at all times. I mean, your body's in constant rejuvenation. That's happening all the time. You're the recipient of, of Tiferet, which is the perfection of God creating you, which is quite amazing. So it's going on all the time. A uh, river. Rivers tend to stay in the river channel. That's Tiferes. Okay, it's flowing, but it's limited by the banks. Sometimes it overflows. The Jordan overflowed this year a little bit, not a ton. And uh, it generally sticks with the, it sticks with the banks. Okay, it keeps it flowing, flowing down, and and the, you know, the, in that case, the recipient is, you know, it's the river itself is is the recipient of God creating rivers and having, a, you know, God's ultimately creating it. We're also recipients. Okay, any questions at this point? Okay, so now all we're going to do is discuss when you're. Either your love or your limits have been damaged. A lot of people have damaged flow. This is flowing one's love. That's present. And then there's limitation of is that can also get damaged. So when people, for example, when people aren't given uh, proper borders as kids, they grew up in a in a situation where there was not the borders were not maintained which can include a lot of different things. It could be emotional, it could be physical, it could be sexual, it could be any types of things. But any time that borders were not properly, were not properly honored for that person, so the, the different, there can be different manifestations that will take someone very far out of T. Ferris. One of those manifestations would be someone who, who their misery comfort zone, which we brought up earlier, their misery comfort zone would be to never... They, they don't deserve to limit things. They are uh, what you'd call uh, in Hebrew, be called hefker. They're, um, I don't know how to say that in English. Uh, what would you call that? Limitless. What's that? Limitless. Hefker? Yeah, maybe limitless. For our, for our case, this is good. Hefker would be limitless. So that's someone who was not given the proper... Was his limits or her limits were not respected, and therefore they just live kind of limitlessly. Um, this can happen from also from like hippie parents who didn't create proper borders in the household and stuff. Meaning they didn't do anything wrong. They were just non. They weren't good at limitations. You know, they were just two trippy hippie parents who who didn't know how to limit things properly, and so the kid might not have proper boundaries growing up because there were no boundaries in sorry boundaries as an adult because there weren't no around but also the opposite can happen is that someone's boundaries were were not given to them properly and they uh, and what happened was they put up strong boundaries that are no longer appropriate for whom no longer appropriate for the recipient whoever that recipient is so if you ever notice that someone's kind of cold you guys ever notice certain people are colder than others? So those cold people, and you probably don't like them very much, and you might even have a whole narrative you've created, that, like, how, why don't they like me? But it could be they don't even know who you are, really, and they never even notice you, because their boundaries are so high that they never saw you, even though they should have, and they might live in your building, or they might be someone you've 
bought a product from like you know day after day and but there's certain people who are a little cold and those cold people are have left the world of two ferris they have big limits and they're just never going to get hurt by anybody is that clear so so yeah so we when it comes to our own healing when we're not healed meaning when when the limits get mixed up so then we wind up not flowing properly towards recipients and we can also um, we lose our intuition for the recipient like where the recipients really act we don't know how to act um, there's actually a disease called um, um, it's a mental illness on the autism spectrum Asperger's Asperger's are good examples of people who don't um, they're they're Teferis is just like, like they can't get into Teferis because they don't know how to deal with the recipient properly. They don't recognize body language very well, even verbal language they don't really get. They, um, meaning even when you're straight out with them, they can miss it. So, so that, that can be an issue. And that's, what, that's why it's one of the number one, that and like, uh, uh, what was the other one? Uh, BPD, by. BPD is borderline personality disorder. Those two are like the hardest in marriage. Hardest in marriage. People can succeed in marriage with uh, with Aspergers, or if one of them has Aspergers, or one of them has uh, 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 borderline personality. But the uh, but those are the biggest challenging ones, and uh, and so people have to people have to speak, you know, to rabbinic authorities and find out if that's something they're gonna pursue or not if, if they're in that situation anyway but that's a, that's the the Asperger's is someone who doesn't they just don't have intuition at all about the recipient when it comes okay very good any questions at this point okay yes. yeah so the person who wasn't given boundaries yeah so they're limitless they give and they give and they give yeah. How do they correct that? How do they correct it? By not giving and giving and giving. Yeah. But they have to s- mellow out and do it right. They have to be really conscious of themselves and catch themselves. Yeah. What if it's someone's innate nature to be giving and giving? Is it really innate or is it because they were never shown boundaries? <laughs> so they're limitless, which of course ends up potentially burn someone out. Right. They have to introspect and see what, where it's all coming from. Yeah. Uh, questions? Any other questions on this subject? Okay, great. So the only other thing we're going to do is, because this is the week, our entire week is to be spent figuring this out, ladies and gentlemen. Meaning, this is the week that you get this week. So, for example, yesterday was Chesed Shaviti Ferris. So what you should have been doing yesterday, and me too, is we should have been fine figuring out who we've been holding out on, meaning we've been holding back too much. And we were supposed to yesterday, we were supposed to make phone calls and emails. And I was actually, I was a good boy. I, I was in touch with people that I've been out of T. Ferris with. And so I sent a few WhatsApps here and there, just, hello. You know, nothing big, because I'm not asking to be best friends, but I did... It, I've been inappropriately out of touch with certain people, and so I, I did shoot a few messages towards uh, various people. Yes, that was yesterday. Today is 
who have you been overly restraining with or underly restraining with? Because today is the second day of the seven days of Tuferis. And so the second day, this is one, this is two, and this is week three. So we did a whole week on this. We did a whole week on this. And now we're on a whole week of Tuferis. And so our job today is to figure out where have we been overly limited or underly limited in, react- in our interactions with, with the, the recipients of our lives. See, I just want to look at that, where, where it's been, where you've been out of Tiferis with certain people. Claire? Good? Okay, yeah. Um, well, every relationship is two people, so if the other person is like too many limits or too little, like not, they're not, they don't have their limits up, right? Like, how does someone deal with that? If the, yeah, because the other person has their issues. Yeah. Um, so I need more specific. So like I can make something up that like, they're. They don't have limits, like at all. Like they do whatever they want, say whatever. Uh huh. So so that would be, today would be a good day to talk to them about rules of interaction, standards, complaints. Even parents need rules sometimes. You know, like uh, certain parents, even parents. I mean, you you have to set up compliance rules sometimes for parents. It's sad if it gets to that, but. But it, in many cases, that's the, that's what has to happen, and it has to come with uh, has to come with consequence. You know, so so like I've I've had people say like this is these are the rules. You break the rules, we're not in touch for a week, and then of course they inevitably break the rules because they can't help themselves because they're not really working on themselves, and then you don't answer your phone call for a week, and maybe next week they'll do better. And eventually you got someone who behaves themselves. So, and I mean, people have to do this with their parents, and that's like, you can't ask for a worse example of, or there's many worse, but it's a pretty bad example of honoring your parents. But, if, you know, you got to speak to a local rabbi, but it could be parents, you know, have, need this kind of treatment to get them balanced, and especially to do it while you're young. Because once you get married, parents can way overstep themselves in their relationship with you. And when you're single, you think, oh, that's a big deal, I'm single. Like, let it, let it go, you know. I'll deal with it when I'm married. No, your spouse will be dealing with it when you're married. <laughs> you're, you nip it, in the, nip it in the bud now so that hopefully when you get married, you don't have to hide your parents from this person if you have a parent who is dysfunctional in this kind of stuff. Yeah? But do you think that's a practical uh, situation, like a response to that? Because... We there's a lot of uh, there's that you said that twice, uh, yeah. okay. and uh, both were different pronouns for different things. So I lost you. So like, what's called not keeping in touch with our parents for a week, like punishing your parents yeah. for non-compliance. Yeah, because when we were young, like they wouldn't say, "Oh, I'm not talking to you for a week if we like messed up." You have to hit them where it counts. It could be that wouldn't bother a parent. It could be something else would bother them. You have to figure out what bothers them. The reason I brought up that example was because all this parent wanted was to be in touch. That was their goal. The parent's goal was to be in touch. The problem is the parent didn't have proper limitation in interaction. And so the, the daughter said, listen, like, here's the rules. Keep them or lose it, you know, lose the contact. So she, helped, she was holding the contact over, over her father's head. You know, give, he had rules. 
another rule she had was he's not allowed to find out where she lives. By the way, I'm the one who convinced her after 10 years to send her first text message to the father. 10 years. She's like, why should I do that? And I'm like, you'll see. Just do it and you'll understand. And so she did it, made rules. One of his rules was he's not allowed to try to figure out where she lives. If she finds out, he figure out, try to figure out where she lives, that's a month. A month of no contact. And he did it too. He tried. He tried to figure out where she lives and he, he got a month off. A month punishment. Anyway, but uh, she sent her first text and the rule was they're not going to talk but they're going to text once a week. So she got her first text back and then I got the strangest what the strangest WhatsApp message. Sorry, I say WhatsApp if you're from California and you still haven't figured out that that's the best mode of communication. Um, the... I don't know if you guys know this about Californians, but they missed WhatsApp completely, entirely. The, the best you can hope for for them is they'll have like a child who moves overseas, and then they'll finally realize WhatsApp's the best form of communication, and then, and then maybe they'll start looking at your messages. Otherwise, it's naive to ever WhatsApp a person from LA, for example, and think they're going to see that message. Um, the, by the way, I know what happened to them. What happened to people from L.A. is L.A. people were very into social media. And then platform after platform hit. And then WhatsApp hit. So they're like, forget it, man. Like, I'm out. You know, like, I'll, I'll, at best, I'll WhatsApp. I'll Facebook message at best. And then they, and they totally missed WhatsApp. You know, and they literally, like, they, they're, they banned themselves from this incredible platform. Um, am I starting to rant a little bit? I'll finish ranting quickly. Haredim that don't have WhatsApp make me crazy. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Because there are people who I'm out to really help and they really need help. And I'm helping people who need my help one one hundredth of this guy. But they're getting all kinds of help because of WhatsApp. I mean, people really, they need me, but not like he needs me or she needs me. But because they don't have WhatsApp, they're just not getting the help. Now, what are we supposed to do about that? And can rabbis make exceptions for people who are in serious trouble? You know, to have ability to receive WhatsApps. And can they can they make smartphones that only have WhatsApp? <laughs> like no other. Because a lot of these people are trying to keep their their visuals kosher. Like they're trying not to see things, not sneeze, not you know you know they don't want to see something inappropriate. But it means that they don't get to message properly with the world. Do they make smartphones where you can only have all WhatsApp? All in them, I think. Why can't people call each other? <laughs> they could call me at two hundred bucks an hour, or they can, or they can send me a one-minute message, and I will work back and forth with them every time I get a little chance. I'll be happy to help them. And unfortunately, a lot of people have spent a lot of money on those phone calls with me. That, well, I've helped for free another fifty people during that week. This person was down a grand by the end of the week. And they, I didn't help them any differently than anyone on WhatsApp. And thank God they had the money to afford it. You know, wealthier, wealthier people. Um, okay, now I'm ranting. I'm done. No more ranting. The, uh, um, but we're, I was just on a subject. We were on the... <laughs> I know that subject. Um, what was I just answering? You were talking about uh, what yesterday was and how you reached out to the people yeah, that, that you was... had to reach out to 
And now today we have to. Um, Today, today we have to really look at how we're restraining or either under or over restraining ourselves in relation. Okay, so let's work on that together. Everyone grab a partner. If you're watching this live, your job's just to do a little personal work. And I'd like everyone to take a moment and think about one person in their life where they're either under or over limiting how they're interacting with that person. Uh, do you want to you sit with him over there? And you, you just turn your chair around. Okay. Um, and... Uh, Maybe you'll do, uh, you'll do, you maybe turn your chair around, you'll work with those two guys behind you. Okay? Okay, everyone's got partners. Okay, great. So, what we're going to do is just take a minute, minute or two. Everyone just, and if you're, again, the live watchers, you're just going to think about people in your life. And we're going to talk about one important relationship where you're out of Tiferes, specifically because you're either got the thing over squelched, meaning over limited. Or you're just under-limited and, and you're, you're opening yourself up in such a way to that person that you just wind up avoiding them. And so, like, so this person's like constantly frustrated because you can't be near them because you don't know how to set up the, you don't know how to set up the rules of communication. There's rules that need setting up, perhaps. Okay, let's go. Hit it. So, uh, I hope you're doing your own work if you're not that type type of person, so I'll share with you maybe a place in my life that I could fix. Um, trying to think of something not too personal, considering this live feed here. Um, yeah, I, I won't give any details, but there is one person in my life who who is he's going very strong on limit and I'm I'm letting that hurt me or bother me in such a way that I'm limiting back I'm like fighting back with limit back and um, now if I weren't to be limiting back if I weren't to limit back then I would be um, opening myself to a sense of rejection because this person for sure would not be forthcoming if I were meaning this person's on a campaign to not connect to me so but I'm kind of doing it back so what if I just stopped doing it back and just went treated him as if he was being normal and I will interact with him as if he's normal and one day he'll come around that's what I'm doing I'm, gonna, I'm putting you all on hold for a minute while I uh, while I uh, send him a whatsapp Okay, I just WhatsApped him. How are you? <laughs> that's, you should know that's big. <laughs> I'll probably get back. What do you care or something? We'll see. Um, all right, another thirty seconds. Another thirty seconds. Okay. Okay, wrapping it up. Okay, uh, anyone here willing to share? Anyone willing to share? Okay, we got one share over there. Anyone else willing to share? Two shares, three shares. Okay, great. Of you three, um, any of you willing to share and make this live feed ten times more interesting? Because 
I get all, my main feedback I get is, can't you just show the people instead of you? Like, we want to see the people. I used to get, like, they used to say, like, I, I get messages saying, show us the people. <laughs> show us the people. Like, <laughs> no, they know they're people. Um, so, uh, so that was, uh, I got three of you willing to share. I just want to know, do you mind being on a, on Facebook live? Yeah, it's fine. I, <laughs> you don't mind? I don't care. Okay. I mean, I don't mind. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, great. So um, we're going to start with you because you raised your hand first. I might speak into it a little bit just so they hear you better. Okay. Um, so you want to know who it is or just subscribe? You don't have to say, give names. But, okay. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> well, I wasn't sure. Um, uh, yeah, this person I feel like I respect. Do you mind if, if it, cause it's just extremely, yeah, we're not going into who that okay. person is. And I'll, t- I'll try to protect the sem- seminary girls from being filmed. <laughs> the best I can. Because they're all ditching. They're ditching sem. Yeah, yeah. So what, what, what would you like to know? No, you were going to share with us uh, somewhere where your limit or, res- right. or restraining too much or not enough okay. in a relationship. Um, so, yeah, so I am, I am, there's a relationship where I feel like I'm restraining myself in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, want to know the reasons why is that sure okay so uh it's a family member and i i think this person uh is when you're engaged in a conversation i feel like there's people that sort of take energy there's people that give energy and in this particular case i feel like they're more of a drain Mm -hmm. and so um you know and they're not as inquisitive about my side i'm I'm, it's always (laughs) sort of about her and you know Uh and um and they're pretty, they can be pretty negative and pretty cynical. And, mm-hmm. you know, I sort of choose to be around people that are positive. And, right. Uh, but when it's family, you're, you're stuck in a Sure. And, 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 and they're not a bad person at all. And, mm-hmm. and um, so I struggle. I have an internal struggle with it because I want to be closer and, and feel better about our conversations. Mm-hmm. But I also don't want to willing, volunteer, voluntarily put myself in a situation that I, I'm not, that I don't enjoy. How would this person react to you bringing it up? Um, she'd probably agree with me. Really? <laughs> probably. Do it. So, yeah, I'm like that. It might know? balance things out. Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to hurt their feelings, you know, right, of right. course. Um, but they probably notice you're a little distant. Well, you know, they'll say things like, oh, I haven't talked to you in a while, or things like that, uh, you know. <laughs> you're like, um, here's so why. Married, you know, right. <laughs> here's why. Yeah, well, let me tell you exactly why. <laughs> How much time you got. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, that's that's... That's, it's like my, I want to want to be more interested, uh-huh. but I find myself being governored. Okay. And um, so, I mean, I hate to play therapist now, but I, I would perhaps offer that when I'm with people like that, I, I call it, you know, let's say her name's Glenda. Okay. So I call it the Glenda show. And whenever I'm with them, I just really get into their show. Yeah. And, and. I'm generally with them a limited time anyway because it's some family event or whatever. Right. And I always know it's going to be their show when I'm going to talk to them. And I really like the show. Right. And it's kind of their show. And and it's time to hear about the show again. And I really get in there and listen to them about the show and I'll even be in touch with them to hear about the show and even go out to lunch with them, which is insane. Because spend an entire lunch what hearing if the you show. you want them to ask you once out of ten about your show? <laughs> you have other friends and... You just People. you just categorize them, and that's how you. Yeah. How you do that's that's the end of it. You're sure. Not gonna, your expectations are here. Yeah, I call that the show. 
Yeah, and you know what I call uh, parents who are tr trigger people a lot and like they want to really avoid their parents? You know what I call them? Uh, I'll flip the screen. I call those kind of parents, I call them, I call them lulovs. You know what a lulov is? You know, the cosmic vegetation that we shake around? So I call them lulovs because parents like that, you just got to shake. I mean, you got a mitzvah to honor these parents. But they happen to be parents that are really hard to honor. So there's those lulavs are really hard to get poked by, too. But your job is not to get poked. Your job is to shake the lulav. And so when you got to be in those situations, so I have people who it's the them show, and I just go watch their show, and it's quite entertaining, especially after a cup of alcohol of some sort or another. And the... Um, and then, you know, at family events, there's usually cocktails, you know, so everyone can loosen up a bit. And, the, uh, and, then, and then when you have to honor somebody you don't particularly want to honor, or it's not easy to honor them, you, uh, they're your lulav, because you got a mitzvah. And so just like you shake a lulav, you have to shake your parents around a little bit. And, uh, and so certain people need their parents to be lulavs. Other parents are easy to honor, and it's a pleasure to honor them, but some parents are lulavs. So there's, there's the this guy show and the this girl show and there's the Lulovs and, you know, it's just reframing them. Okay, do um, you mind being filmed for your... Uh, let's hear it for... Uh, what's your name? Marty. Marty, let's hear it for Marty. You want to be on, uh, on live feed for, for yours, for your share? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's with me, the situation that happens a lot is I deal with, like, I mean, people my age are usually drinking or smoking, yeah. So a lot of my friends are doing Smoking, that. Smoking uh, tobacco? Sure. <laughs> Cannabis smokers. Yeah, yeah, of course. Tobacco. Yeah, that's what people like these days. And, um, you know, I'm trying to work on myself to become a better person. So how can I limit myself in that situation? Uh, I came up with maybe hang out with them um, during the day, you know, when it's uh, not really possible to go out drinking. You know, nobody's going drinking at 11, you know, for brunch. Like, it doesn't happen. They may smoke, though. Boker, toker. <laughs> well, that, that's a work in progress. I'll figure that one out eventually, I guess. But what do you think about that? I like it. I like it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Don't drop your friends, but exactly. be with them when they're not... Like, you know, once in a while, go for breakfast. Like, yeah. you know, you're not having a beer. When they're not influencing you. Very good. Okay, excellent. Let's hear it. What's your name? Shimon. Shimon. Let's hear from Shimon. Okay, you're on. Um, I love the word hefker, and I love my partner's definition of hefker, which is limitless, uh -huh. because I'm quite the extreme to the right. Um, I give, and I give, and I give, and I don't know how to set boundaries. Mm. I live in a small little town. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm the only doctor in the town. Whoa. So I take care of the kids, and I t I'm an OBGYN, but I take care of the kids, and I do the strep cultures, and they come to my house, and I'm just giving, and I'm giving, and I'm giving, and I like doing it. But, like I asked you before, mm -hmm. I need to learn to, to have that balance and mm -hmm. to set restraints. It's bringing up a lot of emotion for you. I don't think the giving is what's causing all the emotion. I think there's something else there. You know what I mean? Like, you naturally give. That's all coming naturally. There's something else bringing the emotion that's totally around the giving. There's something uh, secondary. Because primarily you're a giver, and I think you love it. There's something else being a, that's triggering you about it. Well, I've done work. So, do I give because I'm a giver? 
or do I give because it makes me feel good? Do I give because I have the tools, or do I give to feel loved? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I know where it's coming from. <laughs> and, um, it was a D, to feel loved. To feel loved, yeah. yeah that's very honest. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I'm working on myself mm-hmm. to know that um, I'm really perfect in my imperfection. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, I don't want to be spent, so I have to limit my giving. Mm. Um, and if I decide not to give, and somebody doesn't like it, that's okay. That's okay. Wow. So I have to um, set up boundaries, and that's what I'm working on. Okay. Wow, beautiful. Let's. What's your first name? Robin. Robin. Let's hear it for Robin. Amazing. I mean, that was like way beyond. Wait, man, I think everyone's wildest expectations for you to share like that and so openly and all the way, you know, like, talk about not holding back. (laughs) (laughs) You're sure not from California? (laughs) That wasn't a very East Coast share, you know. Anyway, thanks for putting it all out there. So, do you mind if I comment a little bit? No, please. So, a couple of things. One is, uh, I really believe you are that giver deep down. And that that's your strength. And I think that's how you got into medicine to begin with. And I think you love the fact that it's that it, your your practice has gone way beyond your field of of of, uh, of uh, specialty. I think you like that. And because you're really a doctor. Like you're a doctor, you're not just you know, one area, you're all areas and and in a small town. So I think it's really wonderful for you. Um I think what's bringing up a lot of the feelings is, is that it doesn't work. I mean, it just doesn't work. In the end, at the end of the day, you wound up being like the Mashiach of your community for health. And did, you don't necessarily look in the mirror at the end of the day. Your life's a hell of a lot more meaningful than had you not done that all day. So it's giving you great meaning. So I think you're filled with meaning. But the fact is that the, the, the way you have it set up, that you, all that giving is bringing the love bringing the, that I am loved, or lovable, we should say. Um, it doesn't work in the end. And so, and so the whole thing kind of collapses. The, it becomes a house of cards. So something so beautiful as the way you would spend a day in your town is, um, in the end, a house of cards that folds afterwards. It just falls in on itself because, because it, it, you're not convinced, even with all that giving, in the end. Now, what do we do when, we ha- when our, our mode of, of interaction is, is being fueled by negativity like that? What do we do when the doing spe- the, our life of doing is being fueled by negative states of being? You understand doing and being? I mean, our doing is being fueled by negative states of being. Tell me, are, do, you think there, do you think it's probably pretty common that our doing is being fueled by negative states of being? What do you guys think? That's pretty common? It's, it's like, uh, I would say in 99% of people and 90% of the time, if you were to take a snapshot of them doing something and you clicked on it and you got to like get a drop down menu, like you gave us a four step drop down menu, why you might be being everyone's savior over there. Yeah. To help everyone health in health there. The, um, if we gave a drop down menu and let everyone guess what they were doing, I bet you, what do you guys think? What are the chances that the person's doing is covering up some state of being, some negative state of being? Probably pretty high. 
probably pretty high. Probably most people are doing that most of the time. Um, me as a public speaker, um, I didn't do very well in school. And I noticed smart... If you don't do well in school, what are you likely going to think about yourself? Let's just... Yeah, why don't we say the not nice word about when you're not very smart? Stupid. Dumb. Yeah. So... So, but I did notice that people who speak are, are people who are articulate are generally smart. So I said, well, I can't do smart, but maybe I could be articulate. Meaning, what if I just would be articulate instead of smart, and then I could let everyone think I'm smart by just being very eloquent in my speech. And that's how I'm a public speaker today. That's how I ultimately became a public speaker. That with the same unlovable. I have, we, we share unlovable. Yeah, unlovable is definitely in me. So unlovable is under the category of our fear of rejection. And stupid's under the category of, of fear of failure. But uh, somewhere between the two of them, I wound up being a public speaker. Now, did it work? Was it ever enough? What do you think? Did it work? Does it work or does it just fold at the end of the day? Well, ask Michael Jackson if it works. Ask Prince if it works. Ask uh, Amy Whorehouse. <laughs> what? Winehouse. Ask Amy Winehouse. <laughs> Ask Amy Winehouse if it works. Does it work? No, it never works. The only reason they're six feet under is because some people's doing is just so bombastic that they can't even sleep at night, so they have to take sleeping pills, and then they wake up all wiped out, but they have to show up for some paparazzi thing, and they got to look their best, and so there's pills for that, too. But then you can't sleep at night again, and so there's pills for that. And then you got to wake up and deal with your day as a rock star, and there's pills for that. How long does a body last? 30 to 40 years. Yeah, it's, it's the original life expectancy, actually. I wonder if they were popping pills, you know, back when people only lived till they were 40. I don't think so. But, the, <laughs> but that is the life expectancy of, of rock stars. But that's only because their they're, the body can't take it anymore. Their bodies can't keep it up. Um, but we're the same. We're the same. It's just that we don't have those levels of expectations upon us where we can lose our entire reputation in a minute by just having a bad interview you know, or a bad concert or a bad photo shoot or a bad speech in a political rally or something. You know, your, your whole career, your whole candidacy could go away literally blowing one speech in some one-horse town, but it got filmed, you know. So the, that's why these people can't live very, you know, they don't live very long. Um, the way that, the, but the key to all of this is to never stop the thing you're great at. I'm not going to quit public speaking because I have a lot of good to do. And you're not going to quit healing the community because you have a lot of good to do. And, and we do it quite naturally. And it's, it's a real outgrowth of our... Um, it's a real uh, integrated experience of like... You know, it's, it's just a natural progression of our essence outward. So that's something, that's something we're, we're never going to let go of. What we can do, though, is we can, we can get in touch with ourselves deep down and get truthful about who we are deep down, meaning who we really are. 
that probably will need for most people constant reminding. I mean, you have deep down, because you think, I'm, you think I got to where I got to by being stupid? No, I'm definitely not stupid. That's the truth. But I'm going to need reminding. I have to remind myself. Am I lovable? And the, 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 the truth is, who cares? Who cares? You know, like, you got a wife, you got kids, you know, like, just, that's enough. You know, you got this incredible nuclear people that are in your life that you love and love you. Like, who, what, what more do you need, you know, if you need reminding? But do I need reminding? Yeah, I need reminding. Little feedback goes a long way because the the depth at which we have negativity inside our our self talk is such that it probably won't go away. But you can work on the on the reminders. Lots of post its around the house about how awesome you are. You know, you, you, the you got to remind yourself that, and also be close with people who are who are more or less effusive about the truth about you. But then go do the things that you got good at doing. You know, you got good at doing something for all the wrong reasons doesn't mean you can't do it for all the right reasons. So you can do it. So my sense for you, Robin, my sense for you, Robin, is to not give less I don't think you need to limit that so much. I think it also will start to self-limit to more appropriate levels of helping people in the community. Um, I think it will limit itself. The more that you set up your kind of immediate life to be, you know, a world of reminders of of how special you are. Okay, everyone. Shalom, shalom. Just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.